And let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 8 to 11. We're continuing with the letters of Christ. Revelation, chapter 2, verses 8 to 11. I want us all to read together those few verses. Are we all there? Revelation, chapter 2, verses 8 to 11. One, two, go. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer, Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt by the second death. The Lord bless the reading of his word. So today we are going to look at the letter to the church at Smyrna and this is um, one church that from what we have read Jesus had no accusations against he had nothing negative to say about this church now that must mean that the church was made up of perfect people not really they were not perfect but he just tells us that the way God looks at things is just certainly not the way we look at things. In other words, there must have been some flaws in the lives of these people. Because no human being will remain on earth and be perfect. But Jesus had nothing bad to say about them. And that's just so important. You see, because that's why we say that that which is right... It's only right if it is right in the sight of the Lord. That which is wrong is wrong only if it is wrong in the sight of the Lord. What we should learn to do is to begin to see things from God's perspective. He doesn't look at things the way we look at things. Um, so let's just go quickly through this because I want us to spend time really praying. It says, And to the angel of the church in Smyrna right. We know that we've established the fact that there are angels that oversee churches. But this church is a church in a place called Smyrna. And I want us to just know a bit about the background of this church so you can understand why the letter was written the way the letter was written. That name, Smyrna, is taken from the word mer. Mer among other things, was one, if you've been reading cover to cover, one of the ingredients for producing the anointing oil. But if you cast your minds back, as I believe we all by now, even if you're not a Christian, you know something about, they said there were three wise men, and they came when Jesus was born, and they gave Jesus gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And all of those three gifts actually represented something. One, the gold, the divinity of Jesus, frankincense, the fact that his life would be a sweet-smelling fragrance unto the Lord, 
and myrrh was referring to his death because it was a product that was used largely by Jews for embalming dead bodies. John 19.39 for those who are doubting Thomas's. And there came also Nicodemus which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes about a hundred pound weight which was used for the body of Jesus after Jesus had died on the cross. Myrrh was used extensively by the Jews for embalming the dead. So that the city of Myrrh, of Smyrna actually speaks of death. That city was a city that spoke of death. But let's look at the city. The city was um, said, it's said to be um, the pride of Asia Minor. That it was an extremely beautiful city. And um, it was not just the pride, it was the crown and it was the glory of um, Asia Minor. It was a port city. That meant that in those days it was a central point for trading. So it was a very, very wealthy city. It was a commercial center. And for those who know anything about Greek mythology, it was the birthplace of Homer. Homer, Homer's Odyssey. I know some people don't know anything about that, but um, what a pity. Homer was a Greek poet. He wrote a number of books. He wrote the Odyssey, he wrote the Iliad. What else did he write? Should I tell you more? Ah, <laughs> Don't worry, everything will go right in Nigeria, in Jesus' name. But the, the problem with Smena was that in BC 23, the Romans gave it a very special privilege. They allowed it to build a temple in honor of a Roman emperor, Emperor Tiberius. Tiberias is a place currently in, in Israel, which if you go on the trip to Israel, you will always visit. He built a temple in honor of a Roman emperor. So that Smyrna was the city where they first started what they call emperor worship. It was the center of emperor worship. And that became a really fanatical cult. People actually worshipped the Roman emperors. And there, was, there came a time one of them actually took a day aside. Just to show you that this is all Satan at work. They took a day aside and said on that day everybody, I explained this when we first started, everybody was to take a bit of incense and you know, offer it to this whoever the Roman emperor was. And as you offered it, you were to make a simple statement. Caesar is Lord. And you know that the Bible says that one of the things that God wants is that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. That's all that you are required to do. Now, not to do that was high treason and was punishable by death. So, John was sent to the island of Patmos because he just refused to say those words. He refused to say, Caesar is Lord. Many Christians said it, and then in their hearts they said, well, they didn't mean it. But some people just knew that to say it was just not right. 
But you see, sometimes when you look at some of these stories in the Bible, we almost like say to ourselves that it doesn't really affect us. But if you cast your minds back to the time that we had a madman in charge of this nation, things had gotten to a point where there were people amongst us even here today who were, even though they were not saying it in words, they actually were saying so in their actions. People were actually coming out clearly and acknowledging that there was no better man to rule this nation than that man. And we know that God did not agree with those people because God did something. And all of a sudden, everybody who was in the vanguard of that move suddenly just swung back to another place. So that you see, the, the, the tests that you read about in the Bible, they apply to us today, but in much more subtle ways. One of the main things about this church, if you are to call it anything at all, we call it the suffering church. These people, they, they, they suffered. We'll see as we look at the, um, the letter. And this particular church had a bishop, a well-known name, a man called Polycarp, who, because he refused to say that Caesar is Lord, was actually burnt alive. But let's look at the attributes, because I've said that one, you have the address, the way the letters are written. The address is to the angel, the attributes. And you'll find that Jesus, in this instance, has two attributes. He says, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. So he describes himself in two ways. One, the first and the last. And then he describes himself as he who was dead and is alive. There are apparently 250 different attributes of Jesus scattered all over the Bible. It would be nice if there is a good Bible scholar here. As you read cover to cover, when you see one, mark it out, write it in your book and put in the verse. That's the only way you'll ever find the 250 various names of Jesus. Jesus says, These things saith the first and the last. What does that mean? It simply means the fact that He is the beginning and what? The end. That He started all things and He will end all things. That immediately tells you that he is not referring to the spiritual realm, but that he is referring to man and this world. Because where he is, there is no beginning and there is no end. The Bible says in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, God created the heaven and the earth. And we know that that word God there is Jesus. So he made the heavens and the earth. And Revelation 4, it tells us that all things, 4.11 tells us that all things are made by Him. In John 1.1, 1, 1, it tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things were made by Him. So when Jesus said the first and the last, He's referring to the fact that I started this world, and I will end this world. And the truth is that the world will come to an end someday. And what is so interesting about that is that Somehow, many people find that a bit difficult to believe. But if you ask, I don't know what is happening in Nigerian universities, but I guess you can ask some Nigerian professors. 
anybody who is in the sciences will tell you that the way the world is, it cannot continue indefinitely. They will tell you clearly. Let me, let me give you one small example. For example, if you watch CNN, the United Nations has set up a body, and that body, all they are supposed to look after is the issue of water. Because they have found out that the way the population of the world is going, there will come a time when there will not be enough water for people to drink. Indeed, it is predicted that the next major crisis in the Middle East will be about water. Those who have gone to Israel will understand what I'm talking about. Israel is like a real desert. I mean, so they don't waste water there at all, as we do here. And there was a program in BBC that also showed that the whole of the Middle East has an acute water problem. Very, very acute. And they said that the next battle will be over the issue of water. So Jesus, in saying I'm the first and the last, is telling us very clearly that the world will come to an end. There will be a point when the world will end. It just has to. <clears throat> then the next thing that he says, which is very interesting, is he says of himself, he which was dead and is alive. Remember that I've just explained that Smyrna is from the root word mer, and it speaks of death. So when he said, he which was dead and is alive, it was a word for the church. You see, that church, the people were going through a most harrowing time. They were pressed beyond measure. In fact, it's the kind of time that no Christian inside the city of David would want to even see a glimpse of. Many people would just do something else. They were going through a very difficult time. It was as if they were going to, to die. So Jesus, knowing the situation they were in, does something most interesting. Not only am I the first and the last. I was dead and I'm alive. It was a very comforting word for them. Because he was trying to say to them, I have conquered death. So don't be afraid. It looks like they, were, they want to kill you people. Death is not the end. I've taken this thing out of dead. death. So Jesus uses a most important attribute for the church at Smyrna. The people lived in a city which spoke of death and their very, very, very lives were really, really threatened. Because I've explained at the beginning that this was the center of emperor worship. In fact, they said they had a, a road in Smyrna called the Golden Road. And all you had there were just temples for one god and another temple for another god. And it, it was just a crazy situation. But the funny thing is, you see, there's nothing really original in life. There is a city in Washington, there's a, a stretch of road in Washington, D.C. where you have only churches. It's a very long road. And you, you see the church of Satan. You, any church in this world is there. Good churches, bad churches, dead churches, they are all there. One whole road, very long road. So they had something like that a long time ago in a place called Smyrna. The important thing about that is just to understand that sometimes there's a spirit that is always behind certain things. And if you are discerning, you can see through what is actually going on. 
Now, the most important thing about Jesus' attribute as he which was dead and is alive is that of every human being, you speak about them in the opposite direction. We talk about people who are alive and dead. There's nobody you speak of and say he was dead and is alive. People live and die. But Jesus said, I died and I'm, I'm alive. That's why I, I said to us, really and truly, see, God and man, they are never in the same place. This just shows you a complete disagreement with the way things are in the world. In the world, beings, they, they say that the day you are born, that is the day you start dying. But Jesus says from his own perspective that from death is when you start living. I was dead, yet I am alive. So Jesus was trying to encourage them that they should not really be afraid of the terrors that surrounded them because he, Jesus, had conquered death. And I want us all who are here today, the, the, the relevance of that to us is really that you really might be going through very difficult, a difficult patch. But always try and see things from the perspective of God. You see, there's, there's a principle in the Bible. And if you hold on to that principle when you are going through a difficult patch, it sorts it, it things out immediately. In Psalm 30 verse 5, it says, Weeping may endure for the night, but that joy cometh in the morning. That's what Jesus was saying when he said to them, I, I was dead, I'm alive. You know, don't be afraid of what you are looking at right now. It's going to be alright in the end. If anybody who is here today who feels pressed beyond measure, the good news is, don't worry, Jesus died and is alive. Nothing can really destroy you. Death itself is actually a gateway. It's a doorway we pass through into life. Now let's look at the approval, approval rating of Jesus for this church in verse 9. He says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Verse 10 says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. We, we, there is some stuff in here which Christians never really like to hear. Like I said, if you are going to call this church, any church, you call it the suffering church. As we look at this letter, we are going to look at the issue of suffering. Because that's what Jesus is talking about here. And he says, Be thou faithful unto Remember he said, I was dead and I'm, a, I'm alive. But let me just explain the first bit of that because I really want us to spend some time praying. He says, I know thy works. Let us all know that Jesus knows our works. He knows everything about us. The sad part of life is some of us 
have managed to deceive everybody to the extent that we deceive ourselves. In other words, we don't even know who we are. You know, it, it, and, it, and that's a real irony of life. Some people don't really know who they are. Some people are terrible people, but they don't know that they are terrible people. You know. But Jesus says, I know thy works. He knows everything about us. He knows what we do in dark corners. He knows what we do at night. He knows everything. Every single thing. But let's go to what these people are going through. He says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. But thou art rich. Now what exactly was the problem of these people? The first one was a financial problem. They had a really financial problem because they were poor in a wealthy city. And Jesus said to them, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Now how, how did they become poor? In Smyrna, because it was a major trading city. It was a commercial center. It was very beautiful. There was a lot of money. They had reached a stage where they had trade guilds. And everybody had to belong to a particular trade guild. More like a chamber of commerce. You know, a gathering of various business people. But the thing about Smena that was a problem was that each trade guild always had a religious right to perform which had to do with idol worship. That's the main problem with that uh, with the various trade guilds that they had. And um, very interestingly, you know, when, I, when, I, when I was reading this stuff, I just was amazed because some of these things, they do them even in the world today. Now, the, the trade guilds in Smyrna, they, they always had dinners at specific times. Now, before they ate, they would go through a whole rite of idol worship. Then they would eat. Then after they finished eating, they would bring in the women. And then they would go into another whole rite of immoral acts. And after they finished that, then they would go home. Note, these Christians used to be members of these trade guilds. Because you had to be a member to get business done and, and it's very interesting there are clubs in, in Lagos you know where people on certain days of the week if you want to find who is who if you go at his, at his, on a certain day of the week to the Lagos Metropolitan Club you will meet who is who there and they are all having lunch it started from a long time ago so what did the Christians do? To remain a Christian, you couldn't be a member of the guild. So many of them chose to be Christians. And they actually watched their wealth disappear until they came, became poor. Really, really poor. And that's a good question to ask each one of us here today. That if you were in this situation, what would you do? You know, this situation I'm describing, it was as if God knew that there would be a country called Nigeria. 
in the 20th, 21st century. It's so similar to the situation in this nation. Very, very similar. There's only one way to do business in Nigeria. And once in a while I say in the city of David that um, nobody ever comes to, to see the pastors and say, ah, I have a paper somewhere, it's not moving. Let us pray. Some of that means that all of you know how to move the papers. And here we are reading about a group of people who said they would not move the papers. Many of us know how to move the papers, and we do. Many of us, are even there are Christians who are the, the principalities themselves, who have to be seen before the paper passes through. Then the other Christians. And the thing is, what is so amazing about all of this is that these two groups of people, those who are the principalities, they read every day with Jesus and they read their cover to cover before they go to work. Then when they get to work, they become a principality there. Then the one who is going to see the principality also is reading, reading cover to cover. Some of you are inside here right now. It's good to be smiling. But when you get to the principality, both of you say praise the Lord. Everybody says hallelujah. And then business is done. If Jesus put this in here, it means that you cannot do things that way. Just can't. Because if you do, you're not going anywhere really. You're not going anywhere at all. They say that to get jobs in a place like Abuja, it's not just money they demand. They also demand some flesh. And when you don't see a Christian businessman for a while, I say, where have you been? I've been in Abuja. You've got to read the letter to Smena. It's better. Jesus Christ said, he says, I know you are poor. He says, but you are rich. So I want us to just spend some time and just think about our lives and the way we do things. Turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 37. I want us all to read that together. Psalm 37. It's a good psalm to read when you get home. Let's read together verses 1 to 3. Verses 1 to 3. Psalm 37, verses 1 to 3. Are we all there? One, two, go. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. It is fret not thyself. And the thing is, most of us don't know how to deal with simple problems. You see, somebody becomes a principality. No problem. Go before the throne of grace and remove him. And he will be removed. But some of us are too much. In fact, I do know that there are many Christians who, who are sorrowful 
when God moved on behalf of this nation on June 8th. Very, very, they were not happy. Because they had aligned themselves to the principalities. And they wanted them to remain because that's how they would benefit. Some of us don't even want those people to be moved. Remember a situation where there was a principality in one office. Two principalities. And we were making life before for one of God's children. It's so simple. I just said, give me the name. I took the name. I then gave the person, use this bit of scripture. I will use the same. And then one day the person came and said, from nowhere, they have just driven the two of them away. I said, that's how it works now. That's how it works. It's simple. You can drive anybody away. You let me be careful as we drive them away so that you yourself, you behave like them, you'll be driven away too. But many people, they pass the stage of hearing. They don't hear as I'm talking. They don't hear. Because they're just going to go out and do what they're doing. But this is going to be an amazing year. All those people inside the city of David who do those things, one by one, the God will expose them before the whole church. You will see their names in the papers. And you say, ah, but this, maybe this man where they sit down for front for... Okay. Eh? He that has an ear. It's okay if you like doing here. Psalm 37. Verse 4, David says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. He says, And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Comfort thy way. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgments as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself, because of him who prospereth, in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Do not worry. Just believe in God. And all will be well. You see, because in verse 25 of that Psalm, um, Psalm 37, David says, I have been young, I have been old, and I have never seen the righteous, nor his seed begging bread. But then, some people never listen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 tells us, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we were, we are, yet without sin. So that the, the, when Jesus says, I know, he means, I know. That's why he came as a man. He has felt everything that you can feel. And remember, the Bible says you will never be put through a test that you cannot bear. It says, I know, I know, I can feel what you feel. And each time we bend, each time we compromise our faith, all we do is just the same work of Judas. We betray our Lord and Savior. That's all that happens. Each time you see them, you betray Jesus. Because you are saying that this is one thing that cannot be sorted out at the throne of grace. And God will say back to you, is there anything too hard for the Lord to do? 
Because that's what you are saying when you bend and you give the bribe. That's what you are saying when you look left and right and you jump into bed. And then some people actually after doing all they come back and they plead the blood. Jesus understands what you are going through. He's been through it. And he knows that there will be no... That's why he went through it. So that you don't stand before him later and say, Ah, but Lord, look at the way things were in Nigeria. No. He will refer you to the case of Smyrna. And say, but look at the way things... How things were like. That's why this letter is there. So that nobody will come and say, Well, um, things are a little bit too difficult. A little bit too difficult. And for those who do not know, the streets of heaven, that's where the whole thing just doesn't make sense, are actually made of pure gold. That's what the Bible says. So that the gold that we are looking for here, which will soon be rolled away, when you do the things you ought not to do, it's like you are giving up a place where everything, those who are reading cover to cover, see how everything in the ark had to have gold. Everything. Gold. God is a God of gold. In other words, he's a God that is extremely wealthy. You know? So that when we bend, sometimes people bend for little, very little sums. Very, very little sums. It is like selling your birthright, as the Hebrew would say, for a mess of pottage. It's like despising that which God has done for you. And remember when Esau went back and said, I'm sorry. And he said, with strong tears, it was too late. Shall we bow our heads and just speak to the Lord today? I think some of us need to ask him to give us strength. Ask him to strengthen you. And he will. Some of us need to tell him that we are really sorry. And that um, even if the situation you are in is difficult, it can always be worked out. There's nothing God cannot do. The very, very, very worst. He will remove the person. He will. He is the one. We didn't ask him. He is the one that sent a word to us and said, Pharaoh will drown. And he will. Whether the friends of Pharaoh like it or not, Pharaoh will drown. Now, as, as we are speaking to the Lord, maybe there is one person here today who is never really in his or her own way ever said to Jesus, please accept me as Lord and Savior. I, I agree, I commit my life to you today. I accept the sacrifice on the cross. If there is somebody here who who has never heard before that the roads in heaven because there are roads there are made of pure gold and that it is going to be like that eternally forever and ever and you want to make sure that you enter that place rather than enter into the place where the fire and the darkness is also forever and ever then all you need to do today is just put up your hand wherever you are just so that I can see you just put up your hand and say well I want this Jesus to be my Lord to be my Savior I want my name 
written in the book of life i am not sure my name is written there but you can make sure that today your name is written there is there anybody here just one person who wants to say to jesus please lord write my name in the book of life today i accept you god bless you sir i accept you as my lord and savior just put up your hand they'll put a card in your hand and you put down your hand put down your hand and as you get the card then begin to talk to jesus is there anybody else god bless you god bless you anybody else the bible says god bless you sir put up your hand and just get the card the bible says for one person that comes once you've got the card you put down your hand when you put down your hand hold the card in your hand and begin to talk to Jesus. Tell him about the things that you have done that you know inside you are not right and ask him to forgive you. And he will. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Anybody else? Neighbor, there's somebody right behind you. There's somebody at the back there. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Just put up your hand quickly. Quickly. Quickly, quickly. Okay, those of you, <clears throat> I want to do something for you. Those of you who have got those cards, just come to me here. Quickly come to me. I want us to pray together, that's all. And then you go back to your seat. Just come quickly, quickly. Just come. The rest of us, let's just tell the Lord to help us. Father in heaven, we come before your throne of grace. We come with boldness because we, we plead the blood of Jesus as we come. We come, Lord, with a contrite heart. We come to ask for mercy. We come to ask for strength, for enablement. Lord, as many as lift up their voices unto you right now, Father, grant their requests. Lord, those of us who are facing very difficult times, Lord, have mercy upon us and grant us grace, Lord. Lord, we bless you from the depths of our being. Help us, Almighty God, to realize how short this earth will be around for and how long eternity is. Help us, Almighty God, to know the meaning of betraying you. Let that sink into each heart that is here today. Lord, to know the meaning of selling our birthright for a mess of pottage. Lord, we, we commit all that we do into your mighty hands. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now we want to pray a bit. Um, let's turn our Bibles first to Exodus 14. Exodus 14, we'll read from verses 21 to 31. We'll read together. Exodus 14, 21 to 31. Let's go. One, two, go. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, 
and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them in the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took off their chariots' wheels, that they drove them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength, when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned, and covered the chariots, and the horsemen, and all the hosts of Pharaoh, that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land, in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them, on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Let's rise to our feet and just lift up our voices. And just say, Lord, you have said unto us that Pharaoh in this nation will die. That you will drown Pharaoh, Lord. So we lift up our voices to you today and say, Lord, let Pharaoh drown. Let Pharaoh and all his hosts, let them drown, Lord. Lord, that they put their confidence upon, begin to pull up the wheels from their chariots, Lord. Begin to trouble them, Almighty God. Let them know that you are the God that fights for this nation, Lord. Lord, let Pharaoh drown in this nation. We lift up our voices unto you, Lord. And we ask today that in accordance with the prophecy, Almighty God, that has come forth, let Pharaoh in this nation drown. Let all the hosts of Pharaoh drown. Let not one of them escape. Let all of them drown, Lord. Every single one of the hosts of Pharaoh. Lord, let all of them drown, Lord. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, Lord. Let them drown, let them drown, let them drown, Lord. Oh Lord, let them drown. Every single one of them, Lord. We lift up our voices unto thee today. We say, Lord, let Pharaoh drown in this nation. Oh yes, Lord, let him drown. Let him drown, Lord. Let Pharaoh drown in this nation, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Let Pharaoh in this nation drown. Let him drown, Lord. Let him drown. Oh, yes, Lord. Let him drown. Lord, let Pharaoh drown in this nation. Every single one of them, Lord, let them drown. Let them drown. Let them drown. In this nation, Lord, let Pharaoh drown. Let every host of Pharaoh drown. Begin to trouble them, Lord. Oh, Lord, begin to trouble them. Let them be afraid of you, Lord. Let them know that there is a God that fights on behalf of this nation. That you are the one who is in control of the affairs of this nation. Hebrews 
Lord, let Pharaoh drown in this nation, Lord. Oh, and let all his hosts drown, Lord. Let not one of them escape, Lord. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are unchangeable. Your word is eternal. It is spirit, it is life. It can never return void. We put you in remembrance of your word today. That which you did for the children of Israel. Do for us, Almighty God. Oh Lord, let me drown in this nation. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. It shall be so in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, your word is forever settled in heaven. Your word can never return void. Your word prospers in that which you please. Your word, Almighty God, is eternal. You drown Pharaoh in the Red Sea. Lord, we know that you can drown Pharaoh in this nation. Even as you have said so, Lord, we ask, O oh Lord, that Pharaoh will drown in this nation. That Pharaoh and all his hosts, let them drown. All their instruments of war, all that they lay their confidence upon, let all be destroyed with them, Lord. So let it be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now let's turn to Psalm 31 verse 5. Then Psalm 35 verse 1. The people in Smyrna were pressed beyond measure because they couldn't stay in the trade guild. Because there were people that wanted them to do the wrong thing, which they didn't want to do. And so they lost their wealth and became poor. Today we are going to ask God, each person, let's read Psalm 35 verse 1 together. Just as one. One, two, go. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. So if you are here today, and there's somebody that is oppressing you, there's somebody that is, is striving with you, that you are asking you to do things that you ought not to do, today, let's just lift up our voice and say, Lord, plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against you. Lift up your voices and call on the Lord's name. Lord, plead our cause, O Lord. O Lord, with them that strive with us, plead our cause, O Lord. Fight against them that fight against us, Lord. Oh, Lord, we lift up our voices unto you. Lord, we say, please, 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 my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Those that I know, those that I do not know, those who strive with me, plead my cause to them, Lord. Fight against them that fight against me. O Lord, each one of us that is here today, Plead our God, O Lord. Oh, plead our God, O Lord, with them that strive against us. Those who strive with us, plead our God, O Lord. Those who will fight us, fight against them, Lord. Fight against them that fight against us, Lord. Oh, Lord, fight, fight against them that fight against us, Lord. Neighbor Shaka Zakatala, he's a king. Mandoso Toreka, Tita Bahata, Nayade. Kaile Brete, Iba Kazakata, Inalaste. Oh, those that we know, those who we don't know, everyone that strives against us, we 
be at cause with them, Lord. All who will fight against us, fight against them, Lord. Oh, who can fight like unto me? Lord of hosts, Jehovah Tabwa, you will lift up our rights unto today. And say, Lord, oh, fight them that fight against us, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Plead our cause, O Lord, with them that strive with us. Everyone who is striving with us, Lord, you plead our cause with them. Those that we know, those that we do not know. Lord, plead our cause with them. Those that fight against us, Lord, fight against them. Even those that fight against us that we do not know, Lord, fight against them. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Turn to James chapter 1. chapter 1 verse 17. Are we all there? Let's read together. One, two, go. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. Now turn to Psalm 104. Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Comes from the Father of light. Now turn to Psalm 104 verses 27 and 28. 27 and 28. Psalm 104, verse 27 and 28. Let us read together. One, two, go. These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. That thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thy hand, and they are filled with good. Let's take up our voices this evening and say, Lord, open thy hand unto me, and fill me with good. For every good and perfect gift comes from you, from above, the Father of light. Lord, open your hand, Almighty God, unto me today. And fill me with good, Almighty God. For all good and perfect gifts come from you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we lift up our voices unto you today and say, Lord, open your hands unto us, Lord. Open your hands unto us, Lord. Fill us with good things, Lord. Fill us with good in our offices. Fill us with good in our homes. Fill us with good, Almighty God, going out. Fill us with good, Lord, in all that concerns us. In our families, Lord, fill us with good. Lord, Lord, open your hands, Almighty God. Oh yes, Lord, open your hands, Almighty God, unto each one of us yesterday. For all good, all perfect gifts come from me. Fill us with good, Lord. Open, open your hands, O oh Lord, unto me today. Open your hand, Lord, unto me today. And fill my life with good, Almighty God. Fill me with good, Almighty God. For every good, every perfect gift comes from thee, the Father of life. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh, open your hand unto me, Lord. Open your hand unto every member of my family, Lord. Fill us with good things, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, fill us with good. Oh, Lord, fill us with good. Yes, Lord, fill us, fill us, fill us with good things, Lord. 
yes, Lord. Fill us with good things, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Fill us with good things, Lord. Oh, fill us, fill us. Fill us with good things, Lord. Open your hands to us, Lord. Oh, Lord, in this business that we are doing, open your hands to us, Lord, and fill us with good things. For it is written, Lord, that every good and perfect gift comes from thee, the Father of life. So we lift up our voices to you today and say, Lord, we call unto you with all that's in us. For you have said, Call unto me, and I will answer, and I will show you great and mighty things. So we call unto you today, Lord. Open your hands, Almighty God, unto me. Fill me with good things, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, for every good, every perfect gift comes from thee, the Father of life. Comes from above, comes from you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Open your hands towards me, Lord. Open your hand towards me, Lord. Open your hand, O oh Lord, towards me. Kibra shataina zakatalagi. Nimrose karakatakalaji. Andosodorega zakatalagi. Andosokoto riba kandayakati. Bazakatalaga zekebo. Baida zakoto riba sakatalayagi. Shei kaida zakoto nubakata. Malazakayede koso kolakitinima. Masokoto rima shekebo. Open your hands unto me, Lord. Oh, fill me with good things, Lord. Oh, yes. For your word says, all good, all perfect gifts. They come from thee, the Father of life. Lord, Lord, Lord. Open your hands, oh Lord. Fill me with good, almighty God. Glory and honor be unto thee. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, you say we should put you in remembrance of your word. And your word says, Lord, that all good, all perfect gifts come from above. That they come from thee, the Father of life in whom there is no variableness or shadow of sun. And let your words is when you open your hands, that they are filled with good. Lord, we ask today that you will open your hand unto us. Fill us with good, Lord. Fill us with good in our offices. Fill us with good in our businesses. Fill us with good in our homes. Fill us with good in our health. Lord, you know our hearts desires. Open, our, open your mighty hands before us, Lord. And fill us with those things that we desire, Lord. Fill us with only good things, Lord. Glory and honor be unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13, 22. Let us read together. Proverbs 13, 22. 1, 2, go. A good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Again, a good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. One more time. A good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now turn to Amos chapter 4. Joel Amos. Amos chapter 4 verse 7. chapter 4 verse 7 are we all there one two go and also i have withholden the rain from you when there was yet three months to the harvest and i caused it to rain upon one city and caused it not to rain upon another city one piece was rained upon and the piece there upon it rained not with that now let's ask god to say that his word is that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just that he is 
controls the rain. That he can control rain so that it can rain on one city and not rain on upon the other. So we will lift up our voices and teach him not every cloud of rain that has gathered over the weekend, Almighty God. Because your Holy Spirit will blow those clouds over us and let the rain fall upon us, Lord. Father, we come before you and we put your word in your presence, Lord. We come to your throne of grace. We bring your word to you, Lord. Because your word says, Almighty God, that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. The word says, Lord, that you are he who causes rain to fall upon one and not on the other. To fall upon one part and not the other. Lord, to every cloud of rain that has gathered over the weekend, Lord, cause your Holy Spirit to blow the clouds over us and let the rain fall upon us, Lord. Let the rain fall upon us, Lord. Oh Lord, let the rain fall upon us. Yes, Lord, let the rain fall upon us. Just the clouds that have gathered over the weekend, Lord. For your word says that the wealth of the weekend is laid up for the just. Just the clouds of rain that have gathered over them. Lord, let your Holy Spirit blow them over us. Let that rain come upon us, Almighty God. Let the rain come upon us, Almighty God. Oh Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus. He can be command, so go to Rima Shatanaya. Mando to go to Reba Sakitane. Mando to go to Reke Seke Baritanaya. Makala Katala Kibo. Masoto, Masete, Masoto. Bakaza Katala Sike Telebarasala. Leheila Hatala Darima. Oh, every cloud of rain. Let us gather over the weekend, Lord. Cause your Holy Spirit to blow them over us. And let the rain come upon us, Lord. Let the rain come upon me, Lord. Oh, let it rain upon me, Lord. Every cloud of rain. Let us gather over the weekend, Lord. Cause the Holy Spirit, Lord, to blow that rain over me, Lord. Let the rain come upon me, Almighty God. Let that rain come upon me, Lord. Nielo Sheke Gazakatanaya. My Dosokute. Blessed be your name, Lord. Glory and honor be unto thee. Jesus mighty name we pray. It is your word, Lord, we bring back to you. For you are the all-wise God. You know all things. You can cause it to rain upon one part and not on the other. Every rain that falls is under your control and guidance. And your word says, Lord, that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Lord, we ask today that you will cause your Holy Spirit to blow every cloud. Cloud that is about to rain, Almighty God. Upon the wicked, let your Holy Spirit blow it over each one of us, Lord. Oh, let your Holy Spirit blow it over your church, Lord. And let the rain come upon us, Lord. Let the rain come upon your church, Lord. Glory and honor be unto thee, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now turn to Proverbs 11 8. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 8. Righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead. Again, the righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead. One more time, the righteous is delivered out of trouble, 
and the wicked cometh in his stead. Proverbs 21 18. shall be a ransom for the righteous and the transgressor for the upright again the wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the transgressor for the upright one more time the wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the transgressor for the upright Isaiah 43 4 in the matter of two or three witnesses is a thing established Isaiah 43 verse 4 are we all there one two go since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee, therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Let us ask God today to deliver us out of trouble, and let the wicked come in our stead. Let's ask God today to deliver our families from trouble, and let the wicked come in their stead. Let's ask God today to deliver our husbands and our wives from trouble, and let the wicked come in our stead. Let's ask God today to deliver our parents from trouble, and let the wicked come in their stead. Because his word says that the wife, the wicked, shall be a ransom for the righteous. Because his word says he has loved us and he will give men for us. He will give nations for our lives. Lord, we bring your word back to you today, Lord. Oh yes, you have said in your word, Almighty God, that you will give men for us. That you give people for our lives. Even so, let it be, Lord. Lord, deliver us from trouble. Let the wicked come in our stead. Deliver me, Lord, from trouble. Oh Lord, let the wicked come in my stead. Deliver me, deliver me, Lord, from trouble. Let the wicked come in my stead. For your word says the, the wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous. Lord, Lord, I pray, I ask in the name of Jesus, deliver my family from the trouble. Let the wicked come in their stead, Lord. Let the wicked come in their stead. Deliver us, Lord, from trouble. Oh, let the wicked come in our stead. Yes, Lord. For you have said that the wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous. Oh, yes, Lord. Let the wicked, let the wicked a ransom. Let them be a ransom. Let them be a ransom. Oh yes, let them be a ransom, Lord. Oh yes, let them be a ransom. Let them be a ransom, Lord. Kasta 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 kirebo shalata. Kirebo sabasta kadani. Mandozo koto rima shata lede. Bahasa kirelese. Oh, kaka kaka chana yadila. Mandozo zoko basik matalanda. Shete kete reba sata nayadi. Ola zaki talimo shata nayadi. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we just commit your word back to you. We thank you because when you speak, it is done. We thank you because your word is eternal. We thank you that even if the whole of the heaven and the earth pass away, not one jot, not tittle will pass away from your word. We thank you because your word is forever settled in heaven. Oh, we thank you that we have your word, Almighty God, so that we can bring that word back to your throne of grace. Lord, your word says that you will deliver the righteous from trouble and that the wicked will come in their stead. Your word says that the wicked shall be given as a ransom for the righteous. Lord, your word says that because you have loved us, that we have been honorable. That because you have loved us, you will give men for us. You will give people for our lives. Even so, Lord, we ask today, deliver us from trouble, Lord. Let the wicked come in our stead. Oh Lord, deliver each one of us here from trouble, Lord. Let the wicked come in our stead. Every member of the family is represented here today. Deliver them from trouble, Lord. Oh, Lord, let the wicked come in their stead. Lord, we pray for everyone that's a member of this church, Lord. Even those who are not here right now, no matter where they are, Lord, we say, Lord, deliver them from trouble. Oh, Lord, let the, right, let the wicked come in their stead. So shall it be, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Psalm 27. 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in His tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Let's ask God to protect us, to hide us in His pavilion. Let's lift up our voices and say to the Lord today, Lord, hide us, hide us, each one of us in your pavilion. In the secret of the tabernacle, hide us, O oh Lord. Hide us, hide us. Watch over us and keep us, Lord. Oh, hide us, Lord. Hide us, hide us, Lord. Oh, 